The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. And welcome to the May episode of On The Rag. Woo. The old team's back together. Yeah, I missed you last it's month, but you were great. You. We missed you too. I listened to it. It was really lovely. Did you listen? I did. I did. I loved that story that um, Mads told about being in the changing room. And was it in Melbourne? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the stripy pants. It was hilarious. <laughs> if anybody hasn't listened to that episode, pause this and go back and listen to that because it's really good. <laughs> Hello, Michelle. Hello. Michelle Court, comedian, uh, star, star of the pod. Uh, yeah, yeah, sexual adventurer. Sexual adventurer. <laughs> and Leonie Hayden. No context needed. Got sexual it. adventurer. <laughs> <laughs> Spin-off arte editor. Hi. Living legend. Hi, how's it going? It's cold. Um, yeah, it's cold, but it's okay. Yeah, it's sunny. Sunny, but cold. That's not going to matter to anybody listening to the pod. It doesn't matter. It's not good for a podcast. Um, thanks to the Women's Bookshop, guys. Yay. Yeah. The Women's Bookshop make this podcast possible. They sponsor us. They spiritually support us. They send us um, information about all the good reads. Check them out if you're in Auckland, in real life on Ponsonby Road, or on the internet, www.womensbookshop.co.nz. We've also had... Lots of lovely people have got in touch to say they've gone into the store and shouted out on the rag or they've bought books because of us. Yes, good. If you've done that, please let us know <laughs> because that is like the most beautiful fusion imaginable. We're giving away a book this month on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash on the rag pod. And it's, I've got it here in front of us somewhere. Where is it? It's, it doesn't look beautiful. It looks it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. A beautiful, Let's thick, go. hard book. Now, how do I say this word? Is it Virago? Virago. Virago. Which I understand is a publishing house. It is. So Virago's, I think they set up in like 1978 and they only publish women writers. So this was back in the late 70s when it was harder for women writers to get picked up by publishing companies. So I did this weird thing when I was at university, which was uh, from 1980 till uh, <laughs> 1642. And um, I set myself this little plan that I only read books by Virago. So I would go, so I knew I was only reading women writers and women who sort of supported the co-papa of feminism. So mm-hmm. I would go along the shelves in the university library and if it had the Virago V on the spine, I would read it. Oh, my god! And didn't read any, anything about books written by women for a couple of years. It was That's really awesome. good. Yeah, it's cool. Incredible. Well, this will be perfect for you, Michelle. I reckon. Because this is 
woman writers writing about other woman writers, sort of yeah. these introductory essays. Beautiful collection bound, and we've got this lovely cloth bag. Oh, does that go with it? Oh, it cool. does. It's a matching. A little tote. It's a matching situation. So tote. we'll come up with some easy entry mechanism. Maybe tell us about your favorite woman writer on That's our Facebook page. Look for the post, and Michelle's we'll give that away. Michelle's eyes are filled with envy. They she are. wants it. I want it really. We've got to get that competition more. going before Michelle. I could steal. I could enter the competition <laughs> a lot. Coming up on today's episode: abortion, good or bad. Is <laughs> <laughs> that too dark to start? I don't know, it's too late We bathe in a sea of moon cup updates from our listeners And we found scientific proof that there is no more toxic masculinity in New Zealand Yay! It's very exciting Well done everybody Also we recorded a pod with RNZ talking all about sex And we're going to play a clip of that for you <laughs> later That Michelle's very excited about So excited <laughs> But first of all, should we talk about our lovely weekend that we had? Well, our lovely, was it Saturday that we all yeah. spent time at like a conference for young women That, that filled the soul it was great. It was called Wahine Kākano, and it was organised by uh, Human Rights Commission and uh, had support from AUT and a bunch of other sponsors, and it started with a breakfast for middle-aged women. I was there. And, <laughs> and was I. Uh, you, were, you were the youth representative, youth representative at breakfast, I think. And then um, a whole bunch of, like, 600 young women, 16, 17, 18-year-old in, uh, like senior high school students and first year university students sitting in a big 16 to 22 was the age okay. group. Okay. I think I heard Lucy say. <laughs> that? No, yeah. good, good. Yeah. 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 And they got to listen to panels involving women like uh, Leonie Hayden and Alex Casey. And it was great. I had a good time. Um, I thought that it, I didn't really know it was going to be so big, and so I thought I was going to be just like hanging out in a classroom with like mm. a, just a bunch of young people. Yeah, and then it was like, no, no, please let us show you to the largest auditorium we have. Yes, and just a wall of judging faces. No, they were <laughs> they were actually really cool. Um, and one thing I was really impressed by, um, especially after we published on the spinoff a story about how terrible Q and As are at readers and writers festivals um i was really impressed by the questions that a lot of these young women asked after our panel um our our pregnant pm was the keynote speaker in her slippers she's stood up in her slippers did a really great talk about how uh you know it doesn't matter what level you get to in your field everyone feels like they maybe don't have as much confidence as the next person she was there to just Go, you know what? Even the Prime Minister doesn't even have that much confidence sometimes, so just do it anyway. She did that cool thing of asking them right at the beginning to close your eyes and and imagine a politician and then just ask them, you know, what is what does the politician look like? It's a pale, middle aged, white dude. Mm. Open your eyes, I'm the Prime Minister. That's not yeah. quite what she did, but it was a <laughs> bit like What an amazing magic trick. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask, what slippers was she wearing? I think what, they were earbuds, kind of really. Style? They looked like all sketches. Birds. Or, yeah. yeah. They were those, um, the slip-on all-birds. Uh, did I say earbuds? Yeah. I'm not very... <laughs> <laughs> My daughter has Might just taken me aside and said that I mispronounce yes, queen, and say yes, queen. So, <laughs> I know. I know. It's because in the 80s there was this really fantastic singer called Yaz, and I oh, have yeah. always, in my yes, head, I've queen. gone, oh, this yes. is yes. Is yes the only way is up? The only way is up. Yeah. We can yeah. make it yes, Queen. No, no, no it's yes, Queen. I was telling her off as saying houses, and I said, it's houses. She said, yeah, well, it's yes. <laughs> so that went well. 
That's Burn. good. So yeah, she was wearing ear boots. All the All the boots. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yes. yeah, and then she didn't talk for very long and then just said, I'm mostly here to answer your questions. And so she did this really cool long Q&A. Everybody had really interesting questions about, you know, how do you deal with other people's expectation that you'll fail and just really cool, thoughtful stuff. And I was yeah. like, damn, these girls are sharp as. Yeah. And how fantastic. God, to be 17, 16 to 22 and um, <laughs> get to have... A moment with the Prime Minister just ask, answering your questions. Yeah. Amazing. They, I, I, I said to them, I said, you have to understand how rare this is. I've never seen that before. Mm. One girl asked her what her favourite Jacinda pun was, you know, Jacinda Mania, et cetera. <laughs> and she used um, disintegration, which the Prime Minister had never mm. heard before. Well, I hadn't either. I hadn't either, but well, I was it, like, congratulations for coming out with a new one. And that young woman said that maybe it wasn't used by lots of people, but it certainly was used by her dad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I'm livid, I missed her. Yeah, but yeah, okay, it was really cool. Um, and Alex, what was your panel about? So I had one about adulting, which is not a word. It's not a verb, everybody. <laughs> Adult's not a verb. And some people keep saying but adulting, which adulting. I found. I, oh, I oh. wanted to slap people, but that's because I'm very old. Adult. Yeah. Um, no, I found mine. It was more sort of the fun one, I think, at the end. And the irony being, you know, I sat there. I was like, I'm going to be really honest. I, you know, I don't have my restricted license. I bleach the carpet. I do all sorts of things. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. But I don't think you have to tick those boxes to be an adult. Uh, but I was mostly like quite. I really loved for the first time I met Megan or Meg from the Itch. Yeah, Megan JJ. She's amazing. Yeah, yeah. She spoke like so bravely about her life and things she's been through, and she was just incredibly genuine and honest and open. And I was like, it's cool to have. You never really hear these sorts of conversations anywhere. I mean, they're the sort of things you might have with your really close friends talking about your struggles. But I just thought she was very generous in yeah. what she opened up about to that massive. Massive room. (laughs) (laughs) That was the other thing, though, is that I felt so... Like, normally, if you told me I was speaking in front of a giant auditorium, I'd try and do every single thing I could to get out of it. But this, I sat down, I was just like, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, sitting in a room full of young women, it's just... Yeah. It's like a dream. It must have been an admin nightmare. So, shout out to Lizzie Marvely. She did very well. uh, Most of the day. Mm. Coordinated all the speakers. Yep. Yep. And the been. fabulous Joe Raj at Villainess too, who did a really awesome job of of the admin stuff. It's a good great. team. It's yeah. a good team. Yep. It's a good weekend. Also a good thing that happened recently, mm. Ireland <gasps> repealing the eights. Oh, had a little cry. Tara Flynn, who's been really outspoken in Ireland, is a friend because um, she's a stand-up comedian, so we've met. And uh, her her, I was going to say journey. Ooh. Just something touched me in the head right now. Um, her life for the last few months, year, a year, has been consumed by repealing the eighth, and um, and it's been really hard. And uh, what an extraordinary win in a conservative Catholic country mm, to not just squeak in, but two thirds of that country said yeah. no, that's enough. We we care more about our women than that, and yeah. So it was it was incredible. Yeah. And this is when people say, like, are things changing? We talk about ideas and we, you know, write think pieces and stuff. And this is measurable yeah. change. Absolutely. Something's, something's happening. Is it going to happen here? 
Not if Simon Bridges is in charge. Oh, it's so ridiculous. He doesn't actually get it, does he? I don't think he gets it. No. no. I think he's just happy with it's like if if you're okay, if you if you can get one by lying, just keep doing that. What's mm. the problem? I'm not even sure he understands that that's how it works. That that the way it is in New Zealand since 1977 mm. is that abortion is not regarded as a health issue. It's a it's a crime. It's always been a crime, but it's it's still a crime. Uh, and so abortion is a crime except under particular circumstances, and they are that the fetus is in danger, that the woman's health is in danger, the woman's life is in danger, or she will go mad. So of the 12,800 abortions performed most recently, stats for 2016, almost all of those 12,800 women said that if they continued the pregnancy, they would be insane. And that's if you can convince two doctors you'll go mad, you can have an abortion. Which says a terrible thing to women, doesn't it? Like, what it says is that we believe that it's okay for a woman to have a really fragile psychological state. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's not okay to believe that women can make informed, difficult, sensible choices about how they want to live their lives. It's okay for women to go, (laughs) but they can't go, I have thought about it (laughs) and I don't want to have a baby right now. Yeah. They go, oh, that sounds insane. Yeah. (laughs) You must be crazy. Then you can have one. And there's like, you know, I, I once spoke to a woman, I published a piece on the spinoff who hers wasn't, um, she couldn't get it past two doctors. You know, like that's the other thing. This yeah. is something that happens. So actually it is a thing in New Zealand. There are people who want to make this decision for themselves who cannot. Yeah. And it's, so Simon Bridges says, he said, where was it that he did it? Um, he told, was it Morning Report, his stance, he said that he wants them to be rare, safe and legal which is a misquote of the Clinton-era mantra of safe, legal, and rare. Safe, legal, and rare. And the reason that rare <laughs> is on the end of it is the hope that accessible, affordable contraception and sex education will mean that very few women fall pregnant when they don't want to be pregnant. But you take that word from the end of the sentence and put it at the front of the mm. sentence and mm. you've changed its meaning quite radically. That's a very good point. Mm. With an emphasis on rare. I would like to say as well that Alice Sneddon's, this was going to be my watch club for the, for the month, oh, yeah. I might as well talk about it now. Alice Sneddon's show Bad News on TVNZ On Demand. The abortion episode on that is incredible. She sort of goes out, these are eight-minute episodes, she tackles a gnarly kind of topic in New Zealand society and she goes and talks to all the right people. You know, she talks to the head of, like, family planning and she um, she always ends on sort of... She goes, well, if it's a crimes act, like, can you make citizens arrests? You know, can you... Like, <laughs> she has this amazingly dark streak of humour. But I think that's a, it's a really nice sort of eight-minute package that really sums up just why the current state is not good enough. That's awesome. great. And it's funny. Great. Against all odds. Yes. She's a legend. Um, but, yeah, I mean, hopefully... We see things change. Jacinda's working on it, right? <laughs> yeah, I think I think people have kept their heads down for a, a decade or two going, oh, let's not rock the boat because family first will climb in and we might end up with worse laws than we already have. But I think that ship sailed. Mm. I think so too. Helen Clark's on the project talking about it the other night, yep. saying, you know, it's ridiculous. Of course it needs to change. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. Ireland shouldn't be better at us than stuff. <laughs> um... Talking of sex, actually, let's intro our bang, our bang experience. 
that we did earlier a couple of months ago. We sat in a studio at RNZ with small glasses of rosé and some chips. <laughs> and we sat down with Melody Thomas from the Bang podcast about sex and sexuality. And we talked about our own sexual awakenings. And well, what we've got. Uh, also, did we? Well, did we? It's debatable, but what we have is an exclusive clip of Michelle. <laughs> Recounting a particularly spicy morning, <laughs> which we will play for you now. In the learning journey, that's another terrible term, but between, <laughs> you know, first exploring yourself on a deck chair or discovering a Sun lounger. <laughs> Sun lounger. <laughs> deck chair. That makes it sound weird. You made it sound weird. Like it's on a cruise. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <is> more public. <laughs> the, um, and now is obviously very sexually liberated, amazing women. Were there any hilarious, like more funny and less scarring and traumatic <laughs> moments along the way. I know Michelle has one because she, after telling me she didn't want to talk about sex, told me this as well. Well, no, I just spell. I just spell. Walking journey. Should I tell that one? Yeah, go on. Yeah, okay. So all I'll say is that if you are lying in bed of a Sunday morning and your partner says that they're going to get up and make grilled cheese on toast and bring it back to bed... And they sprinkle the grilled cheese on toast with cayenne pepper. That you should probably check that they've washed their hands after making the cheese on toast before anything else goes on. Oh. If that scenario eventuates, I can tell you that the answer is yogurt. Oh, yeah. there's more food oh stuff. It's like a culinary yeah. delight. <laughs> Basically, you're a dip. Yeah. Squeeze the lemon. Yeah. Get yeah. Some yeah. Not lemon. I don't think lemon. I think oh, yeah. acid oh, on top of cayenne is probably not the one. Welcome back. <laughs> Still feel a little bit tingly. Hot. Hot. It's so good. I have a lot of regrets about things I said on there. I also regret a lot of things I didn't say. But mm. maybe we can do our own one day. Another one. Yeah. <laughs> my only regret that like, keeps popping into my head is I just recall myself saying very confidently, I'm very good at sex now. <laughs> and I remember at the time thinking, I need you've got to qualify that with, with something. And I didn't. And what I meant to qualify it with was not because I have moves, because that's what that sounds like it implies. Like, I'm very good at sex because I have boobs. But what I meant was because I enjoy it now, which makes me think that's what you should, that's what you, it takes to be good at sex, is just being into yeah. it, yeah, enjoying it, and being comfortable with whatever it is that you want. But I think I made it sound like I got, like, Your heart on the bottom. I believe you can do wow, things wow. you'd never seen before. <laughs> really not what I was getting at. I'm going to go and get a cherry and get you to tie the story back in a knot. So make Maybe sure you subscribe across. to Bang for many of those sorts of revelations. Depending on uh, if they're true or not. <laughs> um, what's next? Should we do a confession before we move on? Confession corner of the month. Have we made any... Any errors? Anything you feel guilty about in the in the realms of feminism or? I cried in, in a I cried in a shoe shop. Can I, I? All my confessions are about shoes. I've noticed. Yeah. yeah. So I have foot trouble because I spent too many years wearing high heels when I should have been wearing flat shoes just to get from A to B. And you should. That's a, it's what I would tell my sixteen year old self. 
just save your high heels for your party times and don't wear high heels when you're tramping the root burn. <laughs> um, so so now I have orthotics and, and I haven't been able to wear high-heeled shoes for just over a year because it's incredibly painful, but I've got – yeah, anyway, I um, – have had some treatment on my foot and it's been shot up with cortisone and I went into a store yesterday and it took half an hour but we found a pair of shoes with heels that don't cause pain and I'm going to try and wear them tonight for a five-hour MC gig and I was so excited that we eventually found a pair of shoes that didn't hurt that I cried on the lady. Oh, my God. Which is sweet and everything but... Fuck, really? Should I care that much about wearing high heels with my evening dress? Couldn't I just wear sneakers? <laughs> anyway. No. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't feel like we live in a in a time where you couldn't wear sneakers. No, so. mm. no. And that's what I've been doing for a year. Exactly. I've been wearing little, little... But if you want to wear nice heels, then you should yeah. be able to wear Thank nice heels. You. Thank you. I'm, I'm happy you found some. I, should, I, should just, I just feel like I shouldn't really cry in shoe shops. That's good. Yeah, you got to cry somewhere. Yeah, true. As good as that's right. And I haven't cried in any other kind of shop for ages. (laughs) So that'll do. All right. What about you, Leonie? I my guiltiest moment this month has come came on Sunday when I was very hungover (laughs) and thinking about things to watch, and I watched Mother's Day and Valentine's Day. Those Hollywood abominations, ensemble cast abominations, just hacked together (laughs) to make some money off a public holiday. And I sat in my bed and I I laid down a towel and put some pizza on it so I I could eat it in bed, but I didn't want to get any grease on my blankets. And I watched those absolute Hollywood abominations. Back to back. Back to back. I don't know why. I don't know why. (laughs) Can't believe you didn't wash it down with New Year's Eve. (laughs) The The worst bit is I actually thought about it. I was like, I've come this far, just fucking just chuck the third one on the the burning pyre that is my life right now. Did you feel like you'd had a lot of sugar by the end of it? Were you? Yes, I had some Snickers bites. As well as a whole pizza. But was your soul like on a <laughs> oh, you rash? Mean, and, yeah, and then a dump. Did you get a? Did you feel depressed? I did. I wasn't sure if it was the movie's fault or not. It was actually no. It was a lot of the movie's fault. Yeah, I felt really bad after watching both those movies, and I. It's because I just I disagreed with so much of the character motivations <laughs> for why they were just alive. <laughs> <laughs> just everything seemed wrong. And then it's like, why the fuck is Julia Roberts in this terrible film? She's better than this. I don't understand. And then the first one finished and I was like, I gotta play the second one. Like, I didn't I didn't need to, but I just did. I love it. it I think real, you should be proud of yourself. Real low point. Yeah, I think it sounds like a good That's Sunday. Awesome. What I love about those as well, I'm like, they're running out of holidays. Like yeah. <laughs> they'd be like, Arbor Day. Yeah. <laughs> Presidency. Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> oh, it's a great confession. It turns out the guy that directs them all, I ended up looking it up, is he used to um, direct, I think he was like the, one of the creators of Happy Days. Oh, and he okay. also um, directed like Pretty Woman and a bunch of really iconic stuff in the 80s, which makes me think that he's got something on Julia Roberts. 
What? Well, really? To she, get her into she oh. keeps doing these shitty, like, modern day holiday movies <laughs> yeah. for him. And I think maybe he's got like. Blackmail. I reckon he's blackmailing. Isn't he dead? Oh, maybe that's why they've stopped making them. His name's Larry something. <laughs> Gary, is it Gary Marshall? Oh, Gary Marshall, yeah. yeah. Larry oh. something. <laughs> Alex the film buff knows. Maybe he just makes sure that there's really terrific catering. That's why some... Who was it? There was an actor recently who was doing a movie and, and they were asked, what was your motivation for saying yes, this movie says that? Because they always do the best catering. <laughs> Sounds like a reasonable... Me as an actor. Uh, we need to know. Julia, if you're listening... Get in touch. What's he got on you, mate? What's he got on you? We can sort it out. Uh, my confession is that this month I couldn't pay my phone bill in full, but I'm seriously considering buying a $140 serum to make my eyelashes <laughs> slightly longer. <laughs> <laughs> and That's, I'm talking millimetres. That is adulting. <laughs> that is good priorities. <laughs> I was like, I'll just do a little $30 there. Because like, that's an investment in your future, right? It so it's like having a mm. retirement plan. Mm. Until they fall out, because they do fall out. Yeah. So it's not even like okay. a permanent I'll solution. <laughs> Are you using it now? No. Because your eyelashes look amazing. long eyelashes oh, already. Oh, oh, thank you. Stop it. You, don't, you, don't need, you don't need it. But imagine if they were just slightly longer. It would imagine me then. That, I'd just be like a whole yeah, new person. Yeah. Would, I wouldn't even know if I'd recognise you. You would have to say, it's me behind these. It's Alex. <laughs> but those are, yeah, those are my priorities. I want them to be Very like... Good. Spiders. Beyond my eyebrows. Yeah, spiders. Yeah. Scratching the the surface of your glasses <laughs> when you blink. Arriving yeah. in the room a couple of seconds before you do. <laughs> yeah, and then Fadumph. Oh, feather that's just floated in no <laughs> wait, here comes Alex. That's great. Oh dear. It's embarrassing, but it's true. I also want to talk about my own journey that happened actually earlier this month that we were talking about a little bit off mic, which was when I went to find out finally something that came up ages ago when we did that on the rag special edition about periods, which was to find out where all the pads and tampons go. And I ventured high and low and I found out that they all go to the same place (laughs) after a lot of phone calls and a lot of uh, conversations awkwardly with different people. Um, Landfill. Yeah. Every single thing, no yeah. matter where you put it, ends up in landfill. If you flush it, it goes on a much longer journey <laughs> to the same place with a lot more risks. And it really, yeah, it's made me think a lot about my own waste. That, that story is a wild ride. That's it's a, crazy. It's a great, it's a beautifully written story. It's, so yes. the, the stuff that goes in the fancy can things the lady the lady <laughs> fancy, can. fancy yeah. cans yes. they they just get, go straight to the landfill but if you flush your tampon down the mm-hmm. low it gets to the landfill eventually but it takes a longer time to do so yeah it has to go to the water treatment plant where they have these sort of screens that fish out everything that doesn't get broken down uh and then it gets kind of dried through this horrible long screw thing that goes up the factory and then it gets dropped in a skip and that goes to landfill as well. You know, one of the things that I remarked on in that story is that as well as being able to spot tampons and nappies and wipes, you can see carrots. Yes. Do carrots never <laughs> break down? Because you know how if you have too many bevies and you vomit, even if you haven't eaten carrots, there are There's carrots in your spew. carrots. carrots but, so do carrots just not break down? Carrots and corn. I think corn too. I saw a lot Actually of corn. Actually, be that good for you then? 
Like yeah, if they're like, just coming the out the other end in the same shape they went in. Maybe it's a fibrous thing and it helps to get some other stuff oh, out. Okay, okay. Yeah. I saw some dark shit, though. Oh, I some dark shit? Don't know. <laughs> and some, I'm and not. Some medium brown shit. <laughs> so false teeth. Oh, my God. I saw something shiny and I was like, oh, so- <laughs> should I? <laughs> I resisted. Apparently there's like heaps of money. Like there's crazy people flush crazy stuff. It made me quite mad at people in yeah, general. I yeah, bet so, it did. Yeah. And I was just like, what are we all doing? But yeah, based on that, so we might we maybe we even talked about this on the last pod when we started talking about moon cups. Um so I've been taking that a lot more seriously, trying to reduce my sanitary waste. And because of our moon cup conversation last month, a lot of people have got in touch. Moon cups are awesome. Stick with it, even if it's hard. It changed my life. Um, tampons made me so dry and affected my sex life. I don't have that oh. issue anymore. And they said, uh, this person said, if you have trouble, if there's no sink, if there's not a sink inside the stall, that they always have a water bottle with them. Right. Uh, you might get the odd sideways look, but you feel better giving it somewhat of a rinse. <laughs> it was messy. It was painful when I started, but now I can handle it all and I'll never look back. Uh, another person on the kind of talking about research into the bugs and the, the bacteria on it, they said, I liken it to when my son was small. Yes, we spent hours sterilizing bottles and the pump machines, etc. But then we'd go out and he'd spit, he'd spit his dummy onto the pavement anyway. <laughs> what are you going to do? Best not to be too precious about these things. But yeah, it seems like the, um, the consensus seems to be boiling it more often than advised is the way to go, whether that's sterilizing it with a proper thing or just pouring boiling water. You can just put it in a mug. Even. Is that okay to put boiling water on it? It doesn't affect it. No, it's fine. Okay. It stays together. Because I remember when I was sterilizing baby bottles, you can just buy those lozenge things that you drop into ordinary water mm. and and that sterilizes baby's bottles and mm. teats and stuff. So you could use that as well rather than mm. boiling water. But if boiling water's good, no worries. I have a friend who has a special, went to Kmart and bought, you know, like those really big coffee mugs mm-hmm. and that's her moon cup mug. And she like had it in the kitchen and someone was like, oh, I love that mug. Where, where'd you get it? She's like, no, don't look at it. <laughs> like trying to run back to her room. <laughs> Can be don't quite, drink from that one. Quite an intense thing. Yes. <laughs> oh, sorry. Wow. <laughs> Uh, I guess on that note, we've had some cool tips from our listeners. Do we have cool tips uh, from ourselves to give out this month? I have no cool tips. No cool tips? This isn't really a cool tip. uh, uh, Well, yes it is. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I just uh, found a bar in Christchurch when I was down there doing a job that is for women only. Um, And I guess there are more of those around than I know about because I don't go out very much. But in the old uh, government building in Christchurch in the square where the Heritage Hotel is, which is where the people I was working for uh, put me up, there's a there's a sort of speakeasy loungy bar in the front. And then and I was just there with uh, another woman and one of the wait staff came over and said, there is a ladies parlour. Just through that curtain. A parlour. And so you go through a little curtain and it's a cute, cosy little bar that uh, that is only for women or uh, women can take men in there as well. But men aren't allowed to go in there on their own. And I just thought that's a really, 
I'm kind of sorry that there has to exist, but I think it's really lovely that it does. Mm. There's an option for you if you want to go out for an evening with your lady friends and not be bothered by somebody offering to buy you a drink and then getting angry with you if you say no, thank you. Mm. Mm. There's a there's a little spot, so it's um it's by the the OGB bar in Christchurch, and I'd love to hear from people who know about other bars that do the same thing around the country. It would be really nice to kind of mm. map that. The only thing I didn't like about it was that the uh, the bar person there kept referring to us as girls. You girls all right? You girls like another drink? And I just, I didn't feel like a girl then. Yeah. I felt mm. like a grown-up lady in a parlour having a glass of Prosecco. Yeah. <laughs> and I should have said something to him. I should have said, could you maybe not call me a girl? That'd yeah. be great. Thanks. That's actually a good, that ties into Kirsty Johnson's yes. story that we were going to talk about. Kirsty Johnson, the amazing New Zealand Herald investigative reporter and now occasionally opinion writer who penned this piece uh, just about her experience at a bar out in Dunedin where she kind of got approached several times by a man who wouldn't, who wouldn't give it up basically and ended up getting very aggressive and, and stormed around outside and it was just... I mean, it's a familiar situation mm. to a lot of people, but reading the response to it as per was just awful. Like just saying, oh, what a cow. I love how someone was like, drinks are expensive these days. <laughs> like, <laughs> you should take you should take it no matter what. I can't afford to buy an extra drink. It's like, it's, it's crazy. There's some amazing, amazing takes, really aggressively reinstating her point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and the range of responses from this didn't happen, yeah. you're making it up, to... Yes, of course it happened. And what's your problem with that? He yeah. offered to buy you a drink and you said, no, thank you, because you were leaving and you weren't leaving. So when he got angry that you lied to him about why you didn't want the drink, he had every right to be angry with you, you lying bitch. It's just like, the fuck. Can't, are we not allowed out to just yeah. be with each other? Yeah, that's it. Because that is, that is the choice that you're faced with. For, like, not in just this situation, but all kinds mm. of situations where it's like, I now must lie to save face and save this person's feelings and make sure no one in this room ends up uncomfortable, least of all the person that is offering to buy me a drink out of the blue. Or you are, like, totally honest. And frankly, if she was honest, the guy might have just abused her anyway. Yeah. Mm. Had she written about that, the same people would be saying, well, that's what you get for saying no to a drink. Drinks are expensive, or whatever that guy Mm. said, you know? like. (laughs) It's a lose, 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 lose situation. Yeah. Yeah, and the only person who's important in the equation apparently is the dude who wants to impose his will on the other people. I remember being in a bar with a girlfriend and she was telling me a story that was really emotional and crying and a guy coming over and saying... um, can I buy you ladies a drink? Oh, my God. Oh my God. And she's got tears Timing, pouring down her bro. face and I'm holding her hand. And he, can I buy you ladies? Oh, my God. Not right now. We're kind of busy right now. Could you maybe go away? <laughs> oh, no need to be like that. <laughs> Have you considered what this person offered, which was, what if he was a billionaire? <laughs> if he offered you one million, you wouldn't take it because of the expectations. <laughs> what is the situation? I don't know what that means. Good what they, point. What Good is point. this? <laughs> This world's not short of stuck-up tarts, that's for sure. Oh, no. Sleeping, sleeping face. It's just... So it's Yuck. like, yeah. Yuck. You yell about it when it happens. If it happens to you and you have a platform and you want to talk about it like Kirsty did, great. But mm. look at what happens. Yeah. 
So, but in, all in all, toxic masculinity doesn't exist. That was a conclusion <laughs> that we came to. Thank goodness for that. It's all, it's all in your head. Harden up, princess. Lots of people see it. Harden up, princess is one of my favourite phrases. <laughs> I, I want it on a t-shirt. It's go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I, I just extra toe took with Kirsty for writing about mm. it. Amazing. Didn't have to. No, no. She could have just tweeted about it. She doesn't usually write those kinds of op-eds, so mm. it was like definitely a departure for her from the kinds of stuff that she writes for the Herald. And but she did it, and I reckon it went really far. Mm-hmm. I don't know what their numbers are like, but I reckon lots and lots and lots and lots of women read that and went, "Yeah, that that's happened to me heaps." Yeah, <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah. So you know, drown, yeah. drown out the the, the haters. And just focus on the fact that she probably helped a lot of women that morning. Mm-hmm. So now I reckon, because you can't even say if some guy wants to buy you a drink, you can't even go, yes, please, that'd be lovely. And then I don't want to speak to you anymore because that's <laughs> yeah. mean. Yeah. So I reckon what now the thing is, um, is to say, uh, no, thank you. Also, uh, I have a friend who writes for the Herald. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jim, maybe fuck I know a few people who have not been above saying... Uh, by the way, I'm a journalist, just as like really? a way of safeguarding themselves against douchery. That's a good wow. idea. Like either you're getting, like, getting fucked over by like a service that someone's providing or something. It's just yep. like, by the way, I'm a journalist. Yeah. It really does make people think twice about how they're treating you, which yeah. is fucked. That's so fucked up. Yeah. I mean, what a great idea. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I never even thought of that. You'd be like, I mean, you're, you're not going to lie, obviously. No, no. <laughs> I'm going to abuse my position of power as a journalist to get what I want. However, I will sadly remind you <laughs> of its existence. I wanted to also talk about Critic Magazine, uh, the University of Targo's student magazine, and the menstruation issue that mysteriously disappeared yeah. overnight from mm. all these places around the campus. That... Kind of censorship. I mean, so the they had a whole issue dedicated to menstruation, which, A, I was like, fuck, that's a good idea. I'm so mad that I didn't come up with that. Two, <laughs> it had an amazing cover that was sort of this, like, pixel art of a seemingly non-gendered mm. menstruator. Yep. I guess sort of spread, spread eagles spread on the cover. It's not your everyday mag. No. no it, was, it was reasonably confronting, but... Good. Yeah. Isn't that what art does? I was like, I don't really know why they're lying on the floor, on the bathroom floor. <laughs> it's not that's te- not typically how I might put in a tampon, I'll be honest. Take so all my cold. clothes off and lie down. But <laughs> um That no. was Alice Needham's one of Alice Needham's point on the podcast was how in the tampon like brochures and stuff, the how to's, the woman is always naked. <laughs> You're like <laughs> Take your clothes yeah. off. <laughs> First, completely undress, <laughs> and Which, then lie on the cold floor. One of our points in that in that podcast was that if you aren't very specific with young people about how to do everything from woe to go, they're going to get something wrong if you don't explicitly tell them how to do it. Like yeah. like disposal, as we discovered. Yeah. So there's definitely young women out there who've spent the first <laughs> few months of their menstruated lives taking all of their clothes off, like lying down. She's also. The, the one of the old diagrams anyway from back in the day when I use them she's laterally dissected so oh, yeah, you don't want to lying on your back is quite good I, that's, if you used a diaphragm for contraception lying on your back is the best way to get 
the diaphragm in there and hooked around your cervix because you, everything's aligned. So mm. if you're having trouble getting a tampon and lying on your back, it's not a bad idea. Oh, yeah. Mm. Good to know. Yeah. But just make sure you're not sitting for a portrait for a magazine. <laughs> for the front cover. Because you're not going to see it ever again. Because yeah. <laughs> the proctor, what sort of name is that, is going yeah. to, no, proctor, is going to um, take it away. So so what happened was, what they, they often distribute the magazine off campus to the library and the hospital. But when they do a potentially controversial issue, they don't. So it wasn't supposed to go anywhere but on campus. But there was a misunderstanding with the distribution and it ended up going to the library and the hospital and uh, people there went, my, my, <laughs> And so the proctor not only sent people to go and take them away from the library and the hospital, but took them all off campus and oh, threw them in a skip. That's mm. the detail I didn't know, the mm. off-campus bit. Yeah, that's interesting. And they just threw them in a skip? Yep. Without any discussion at all, yeah. which is which is a major mistake. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's not. Yeah, that, I mean, it's just not at all in the spirit of a, a student publication no. or a university mm. that allows a student publication or any kind of public discourse on something that might be and it's supposed to be uncomfortable. It's edgy very strange. And yeah, pushing the boundaries and stuff. I mean, one of the arguments that's worth probably talking about is that. It was women in the hospital who objected to the cover. They found it really confronting. And so then people were saying, well, if women don't like it, then it must be horrible. Mm. But actually the whole, there's a context that was being missed by people <coughs> off campus. Um, so the, the whole idea for the issue came from the women's group on campus. Mm. And it was it was their idea and they wanted to make it non-gendered. They wanted uh, you know to be inclusive of of transgender people as well and yeah so there was a whole context to it and I I guess I get frustrated when a one woman says I find this offensive and so therefore all women are supposed to find it offensive when oh, yeah. maybe what they've missed is the context of it and what the point of it is it wasn't this wasn't a, a cover of a naked person that was supposed to objectify women it was supposed mm. to make a point about yeah. how the last taboo is menstruation yeah the university staff members as well allegedly expressed that the cover was degrading to women which is I, that's not my first thought no at all me neither I, at all. I just go wow neither it's and I great. I think if you open the cover and read the articles, you might realise that it, that the intention wasn't to degrade women at all. Mm. And context is everything. Yes. So you know, yeah, it's your university. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you making snap judgments? You know, like open, crack the damn book. It's yeah. your job. Yeah. yeah. And it's a shame because it sounds like that issue had like an like amazing stories in it. They had gone out and done these sorts of surveys of. How many sanitary bins are in their toilets? You know, the, someone high up was saying there's one in every one. And they're like, well, no, there's not. And there's also none in the men's. Like, you're not thinking about our transgender students and yeah. a bunch of stuff. Because, like, these stories are quite hard to do. It's quite hard to talk about. It's still not mm. entirely out there. And then you see something like this and you're like, well, this is why. You know? Well, it's not lost, though, because it's available online. Um, and, you know, usually they get about 300 hits for the online version, but apparently they were like up to 18,000 on the day that this all <laughs> nice. hit the news. So that's, so that's great. And also you can buy copies on Trade Me of ones that people have managed yeah. to hold on to. $40 a pop? Yeah. That's not bad. 
I want one. <laughs> yeah. I quite like to have Look, that image framed. And... You've got eyelashes to pay for. That's, okay. not, that's true. Sorry. Priorities. I like having Priorities. stuff like that at the entrance to my house so that people just, you know, don't get any further. Like <laughs> if you had that framed and people would go, whoa, I can't cut it here. Good. We, Someone, you wouldn't Someone from the university to tries to put your whole house in a skip. They're like, please. I don't want the proctor over to mine. <laughs> What is a proctor? What is that word? I think they're the interface between the university and the student body. I oh. think that's what I think that's yeah. <laughs> interface proctor. So much. They're yeah. a proctologist. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds very clinical. Sounds gynecological. 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 What about watch club, read club? What have we been doing? A watch club, read club. I have been watching. Um, this really great series on Māori television called Artifact. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's up to episode three, um, and it's hosted by Dame Anne Salmond, and she looks at um, um, taonga that are um, in overseas institutions, mm-hmm. like a, a very important stuff that's in – well, not all of them are overseas institutions, but there's been some really awesome stuff looking at, like, um, uh, carvings that are in the Natural Museum of History in New York – um, and it's just really emotional. Like, I really love the sort of... Uh, it gives a voice to the tangata whenua way of looking at some of these artefacts. It gives it as much weight as a lot of the archaeologists and the geologists and stuff that they talk to um, about why these things are special and unique as well. And then, and then it has a really honest conversation about, like, what our obligations are to Indigenous people about taking tanga home, letting tanga come home. And um, I just really like it. And I think Anne Salmon's like, she's just a really wonderful host because she is so knowledgeable, but she lets the the people do the talking, which is really cool. So it's just really nicely facilitated. It's really beautifully shot. And I cry about 18 times <clears> per <throat> episode just because it's just like, I don't know, this, that, that weight of history is is a lot sometimes. So, yeah, I've, I've been really enjoying watching that. Um and the other thing I really enjoyed watching recently was Tignataro's new <gasps> stand-up special on a Netflixer um, <laughs> called Happy to Be Here. I just love, I love Tig. So, she's great. She's so dark, she? so dry. Yeah. <laughs> That's worth a watch. The, was it a whole documentary about her and her cancer? I can't, I'm trying to remember it, but I'm pretty sure there's a doco about her. Right. The, the night that she walked out on stage and said, so oh, I've got cancer. Yeah. She'd been diagnosed that day. I've seen that. It's great. That stand wow. It's pretty crazy. She's got this, she opens with this really great anecdote about a guy opening for her years ago and um, he's talking about how uh, he and Tig are best friends and they've toured the world together but then refers to Tig as a he. And then the promoter of the entire show apparently comes on like the the loudspeaker throughout the entire cinema and goes, uh, actually, Tig's a girl. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's like, holy shit, I had no idea. That is and she's so like, hey, obviously at no point in our interactions had noticed my sweet rack. And then she makes like this really dark joke about how that boat has sailed. And I was just like, oh, fuck, it's just darkness upon yeah. darkness. I love her so much. It's so funny. She's great. She's great. She has an amazing, like, semi biographical scripted show as well, right? About her yeah, life. One Mississippi. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. good. Yeah. 
What yeah. Hero? She's lovely. What about you, Michelle? You oh, I'm late to the party on everything. So I've just started watching This Is Us in the last two or three days. Mm-hmm. If you say that's that, a weepy one as well. Right? Re- I haven't. I've I never watched it. it. It's got it's got some real sharpness to it. It's um, I'm it's uh, too hard to explain without giving spoilers but it's um milo i don't know how really to pronounce it ventimiglia who was in gilmore girls so that's good and uh mandy moore and chrissy metz who is delightful and and um and Chris Sullivan, who play, yeah. Anyway, it's just it's a family drama, but it's got some sharp dialogue every now and then. Every now and then you think, oh, this is just a schmaltzy soapy, and they turn around and do something that makes you go, wow. Um, so yeah, I pause it and, and replay funny bits because I just <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not it's not yeah. It's a very pleasant. I've been reading a lot of dark shit recently, mm. so I mm-hmm. needed some. I probably. Should watch what Mother's Day. Oh, no, I tell you what, I would recommend it. Yeah. Feel like <laughs> get the towel out. This is, this is <laughs> <laughs> makes it sound bad, eh? It really <laughs> does. Yeah. <laughs> this is the kind of schmaltzy stuff that um, you don't hate yourself for watching. Because yeah. it's got some, it's got a social conscience, and it's it's there's some interesting things about race and privilege and all of that stuff. Really really yeah. Yeah. I've been loving Lost and Found on three. <gasps> it's so great. <laughs> it's so good. It's like, I, I always watch it because after Dancing with the Stars on a Monday night and I am glued and I am crying. Yes, every time. Almost immediately. So it's the show where this lovely bald man, I don't know what his name yes. is. Like kind of gruff, earnest, bald man who oh, can so- find anything and anyone on earth. Yep. Is he a private Brings- investigator? Possibly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. I reckon it's the greatest piece of New Zealand television currently being made. And it's, it's a big so call, good. but it's beautiful. Yeah. The and humanity. He just unites, you know, like mothers and their sons who've been separated. You know, she was in her like teens and now he's like 60 and she's cradling him like, being like my baby. It's It's crazy good. <laughs> and it's so beautifully done. Like there's no pressure to get people together and they, they introduce people to each other really gently. Mm. Everybody's being nurtured and, and cared for. Mm. in the whole process and then quite often at the end they'll say and we filmed that six months ago and now they're all living in one house and <laughs> they have a puppy yeah and it <laughs> makes you so happy it's a really yeah. lovely it makes you go mm. oh humans are nice yeah it's Do very you, understated that's why i like it i well. sometimes think with shows like that because i'm adopted but i i know my birth family i like I'm tempted to go to one and just be like, I'd, I'd like to find my birth family just to see how good they are. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They might find you a whole set. <laughs> just see how long it takes them. But then what if they know and you're both like playing chicken with each other? <laughs> see how far you'll go. Like, like, there's your dad and you're like, yes, it is. <laughs> I think we should do it. Yeah. <laughs> I have this birth certificate here. <laughs> mm, I see. Uh, and also Alice Eden's Bad News, the other show that yes. I talked about this before. It's so good. I watched all of it. Maybe also hungover, actually. In What's bed. it called? Alice Nedden's Bad News. Oh, yes, sorry. TVNZ yes. On Demand. Lovely snackable episodes, you know, eight minutes. Just get it done. Yeah. Um, she was interviewing 
Jacinda after our Wahine Kākano conference for another episode. So oh, imagine that'll really? be that'll be a good one. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. I forget. I did ask what it was about. I forgot a good story, Leone. <laughs> Each of the episodes <laughs> have been really strong, and there's also like it's quite a range of stuff. Like she'll look at something like child poverty, and then she did one that was about it's like gay blood. I think the episode's called about why gay men can't donate oh, yeah. blood. Yeah, and again, like the abortion one, she always sorts of end, ends on these. Oh, I'm not going to give it away, but she has these like giant bags of blood basically that she's walking down Ponsonby Road. Just like, anyone want this blood? <laughs> she sort of takes blood donation into her own hands. It's just, it's great. <laughs> it's so good. It's so surreal, but also incredibly informative and oh, even handed. Yeah. And she's like actually an amazing interviewer as well. And the tax, I think it's tax evasion one. She does an amazing interview with Christine Rankin. Side by side in the oh, car, driving I heard around. That's really great, and it's real tense. And Christine keeps trying to like dodge stuff. And I was honestly, I was like, you're like a better interviewer than most journalists yeah. I've seen on TV. Like she's just not letting her go. It's real good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Highly yeah. recommend. What about reading? What about reading and writing? I'm reading The Actresses. Was I t- did I talk about that before? I'm still reading it. It's quite big. It's Barbara Ewing's book that came out uh, 21 years ago about uh, a group of women actors in their 50s mm-hmm. and uh and it's been reprinted and and re-released 21 years later because it's sort of relevant to the me too discussion because of the group of people who all trained as actors at the same time um sort of 30 years beforehand one of them is a hollywood star and at the beginning of the book he is accused of rape and so it's everybody's response to whether they can manage to believe that, whether they can trust the woman, how how he might, uh, what is it about the whole system that allows him to believe he can help himself to women, all of those kinds of things. So um, it's 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 kind of soapy and um, like all Barbara Ewing stuff, but I really – she's a New Zealander who left New Zealand and is a, um, a fairly well-recognised actor and writer in the UK – and, and she writes mostly historical novels, but this was one of her first ones. And it's just, um, again, it's a little bit of fluff for the brain, but it does also make me think. <laughs> yeah. That's what we like. That's what, what we like here. Yeah. What about you, Leona? Um, I would like to recommend, just because I thought it was such an interesting conversation, the New York Times sit-down interview with the cast of Arrested Development. Mm, yes. Um, it was a fairly straightforward transcript of like a, a – a round table interview where Jessica Walter, who plays Lucille Bluth, basically recalled an incident where Jeffrey Tambor yelled at her, verbally assaulted her to the point where even just talking about it, all these years later she was speaking through tears and then the male cast members of the show proceeded to minimise the shit out of the incident and even excuse um, Jeffrey Tambor's behaviour by saying basically saying that's just a certain type of showbiz personality. And so all of these people were, like, explaining showbiz to Jessica Walter, who's twice their age, Mm. was getting, like, Emmy nominations before they were even in nappies. (laughs) And I was just like, this is such an extraordinary, like, mansplain on mansplain moment. And so the article itself is, Mm. is, it's really quite a shocking read, especially when you are a long, long long-time fan of Arrested Development, Mm. which I am. 
Um, and so now I have to rethink basically every second thing I say because it's just all arrest development gags all the way down. Like that's my whole my whole repertoire. <laughs> um, but then the, the fallout I found really interesting from the article. So I reckon it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting thing to read and then read everything else that mm. was written about it. Mm. Yeah, I haven't finished it. Does Michael Sarah? He wasn't there. Oh, thank God. Yeah. God. He got us. Got free. So he, yeah, he's got the freedom to be like, well, if I was there, I would have supported yeah, him. Yeah. We'd never know. And you know that he would have, right? Yeah. Surely, it's yeah. gonna be one good one left. And Alia Shawcat, who plays maybe, is doing her best to support Jessica Walter, and you can, you know, she gets in there and is like, but that doesn't excuse that behaviour. But that doesn't. Mm. Um, but they're mm. just sort of two women against however many, three or four men who just talk over them the entire way, and it's crazy. It's real crazy. Also, that show would be nothing without Lucy Mm. (laughs) Like That's the frustrating thing as well. Give or take tambour. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been reading, I've just started an incredible, uh, devastatingly sad book, (laughs) actually, by, how do I say this right, Ariel Levy? Ariel Levy? Ariel. Ariel Levy, maybe. Mm. It's called The Rules Do Not Apply. She's just amazing. She wrote that book, Female Chauvinist Pigs. Yeah. I've heard of that, read that. Um, Amazing sort of columnist, essayist, journalist. And this book is about her own life when she sort of, she was like, I did everything right. You know, I wanted to strive and get to X, Y, Z place in my career. I had everything in line. She had a spouse. She had a house. She was pregnant. And then she lost all three of those things in like a really short space of time and it's just like it's just the most intense like personal reflection I'm only like a chapter or two in and it's already like just crazy devastating and that thing of like she pushed herself so hard she was like she I think she has she has a miscarriage in Mongolia when she made us she was on on assignment for a story like it's just like it's just the most like crushing sort of I guess the the big question in it is that thing of trying to have it all yeah. and she sort mm. of is trying to grapple with all of that and it's just yeah it's astounding and I'm not even halfway through yet so I highly recommend that it was also I wanted to recommend it because I bought it from an op shop but I opened the book and there was a little woman's bookshop uh Aww. sticker on yeah, the inside yeah, yeah. lovely and i was like there's our little mates yay <laughs> that's great yeah and also a reminder if you want your own uh addition to book club the writers as readers a celebration of virago modern classics and bonus tote bag which matches the book cover which matches the book it's gorgeous it has the iconic apple with one bite out of it we'll be giving that away on our facebook page ASAP. Thank you, The Woman's Bookshop, as yeah, always. Thank, thank you. you. We love you. Uh, I guess we've got to end with our Yas Queens to celebrate the month. Yas Queens. Have queen. we got yes our Queen. I'm going to go. I've got three, but I'm just going to do one because I'll save some. But um, I really want to do a shout out to Doria Ragland, Meghan Markle's mother, who sat at the wedding in the chapel and looked dignified. And how bloody weird was that whole scenario for her? And she did it. I mean, she, I don't know that she looked like she was having a great time, but she looked gorgeous and Dignified and proud, and like she a mama. So proud. Yeah, oh. she looked mm. like a mama. Oh. Mm. So yeah, so the the Doria, yes, queen. Yes, yes, queen. 
יזר, יאצי, קווין. מייאז קווינס, קווינס, יאז קווינס. ריישולשנס קומישנר דיים סוזן דבוי ואוקווינס קומישן דוקטור ג'קי בלו. Um, her, both of whom will not be um, re-upping their contracts as those respective commissioners, but I think they've both done an incredible job um, in their tenure. Um, and just uh, just incredible women anyway. Yeah. Uh, Jackie Blue is a, a surgeon and breast cancer advocate, and uh, Susan DeVoy is very good at squash. Yeah, heaps good. <laughs> heaps good for a long time. For a long time. Um, but, I, yeah, I just think they've done a really great job. And um, I think they've made those roles very visible, which is not yeah. probably mm. not an easy thing for sort of public servants to do. Um, and, obviously, I, especially Dame Susan DeVoy, she just called out so much whack racist behaviour uh, during her time in that role, and I can't think her enough. I think she's done an awesome job. Mm. Yeah, totally agree. Yes, yes. Queens. So many queens. My yes queen is, is someone on Instagram. And I don't, I've just realized I don't even know her last name, but her Instagram handle is Josie.Eden, Aiden, E-D-A-N. Um, she's an amazing Instagrammer. She's been a vlogger. She used to have a YouTube channel with her friend uh, called Josie and T where they would talk about kind of social issues and they took down Jimmy Jackson in one vlog and they were just very like brave and cool and, way younger than me <laughs> and I was like I feel I feel excited for the future and she's just like this amazing Instagrammer who uses you know her sort of platform she writes these really long captions and sort of captures a lot of things that people don't say and the other day she posted this quite intense photo of her own underwear having been bled through going like, fuck, I bleed through a pad and my first pair of pants, which is weird. She's wearing two pairs of pants for some reason. <laughs> but I guess it was a cold day. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and maybe, you know, sometimes you just layer up in yeah. those situations. And then she got all this hate, just like heaps of people messaging her being like, delete that, it's so fucking disgusting. Wow. They're really abusive stuff. And she's just gone and guns are blazing. She's like pinned that Insta story to her page called it nudes so people like click on it and then you get her bleeding you get her bleeding undies and she's just did a she did a follow-up post talking all about all the butt hurt people in her dms and then unpacking you know it's it's she did it on may 28th which was international menstrual hygiene day let's talk about our relationship with with blood and it was just like this is amazing she's so cool yeah so i highly recommend her instagram handle is josie.edan e-d-a-n She's really awesome. That's and great. I'm trying to get her to write about that experience for the spinoff. And hopefully she does. But yeah. you can you can read a little bit about it for yourself on her page. Yes, She's my yes queen. Good job. Oh, and have we done a shout out to the GSB video? Because holy oh, shit. Oh, no, we haven't. <laughs> um, we'll put it on our page. Can't believe we haven't done that. Surely. Um, Mm. I've forgotten what the track's called now. It's called Set It Off. God, I was going to say Shake It Set Off. Set It Off. <laughs> Set It Off. <laughs> um, starring lots of really cool uh, dancers and musicians and artists and the Northern Mystics netball team. Yes. It's a cool video. Very it's cool. so cool. So it, makes, it makes you seriously consider. Like, I genuinely looked at how much money I had to see <laughs> if I could afford more than three tracksuits to shout some of my friends and I to matching tracksuits. Yeah. 
As it turns out, I can't afford that because Adidas tracksuits are really fucking expensive. You know, I'll try. One we, of could, these days. we could spring for some pastel polos, though, and start a netball team. That's yes. a good idea. Done. It's manageable. Yeah, Done. we could do that. On the rag netball team. Yeah, we'll put that on our page. Do you have anything else to say? I think we're all finished. Yep. Thank you so much again to the Women's Bookshop for making this possible. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Check them out, nz. Go on our Facebook page and enter that competition to win that amazing book and the bag. And otherwise, we'll see you next month. And of course, before we go, we definitely didn't forget again, a big thank you to Alice, our wonderful production person who makes Alice. this all happen. Woo. We love you, Alice. I, I, Thanks, I see Alice. You. Alice. Woo. Bye, guys. Bye. Kia ora e te iwi, te Ahe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.